wheat volatility is riding high. And the cattle price won't slide. We wonder what's going to happen next. Smart money's buying sheep. Your advice comes pretty cheap. Why don't you ask what we can do? Just the two of us. Making podcasts on the fly. Just, Just the, the two, two of us. us. Just, Just the, the two, two of us. us. You and you I. And I. Oh, it has to be me, does it, to start? Yeah. Well, not the guest. You, we, it's start. always a problem now when we do this one. It's a problem that we that we just have us singing and then no guests to come in and do introduce. A professional bit. You know, well, you know, if you're lazy, that's what's going to happen. I remember, I remember the good old days when we used to do the intros. Jeez. We were pretty bad at it, though. Actually, yeah. funny enough, yeah, before we... Again, it's just another market update. Before we get into it, I actually yeah. went back and listened to one of our podcasts, mm-hmm. like really old one, like previous employer one, when we were on, where we were kind of, <laughs> yeah. where we probably, yeah, had yeah. More, we probably had a bit more restrictions where we'd get in trouble if we said something offensive. Yeah. Jeez. They were pretty boring. If I think, the, <laughs> I'll listen back to these ones and I think they're terrible, but jeez, uh, those ones were god awful. Yeah. Yeah. So... Oh, and we, we had to pretend like we all liked each other. And, yeah, uh, exactly. Know. Now we can just <laughs> now we can be honest and say we don't like each other. We're just forced to be here because we work together. That's it. That's it. You had to move. You had to move to another state just to, uh, you just, know, just to just get some break. distance. <laughs> the uh, yeah. So, cattle market. What's happening now? Oh. This, this is just a quick update, and <clears throat> there's a lot happening in grains. So. Yeah, I'll get, I'll, get, I'll get, get your cattle stuff over and done with because nobody really cares about that anyway. <laughs> okay, I'll go quickly. Yeah, but the, well, the Eki's the Eki's just kind of languishing. I thought it was going to kind of start to take off a week or so ago. It was, it was climbing higher and then it's just kind of stalled again. So that's a bit of a frustration. But I'd have noted heavy steers up, um, you know, about oh, 10 cents this week, which is, I guess, a, a, a you know, slightly positive sign. But broadly speaking, the cattle market's trending sideways. Um, sheep and lamb are a little bit softer, but not. Not excessively softer, and we've seen mutton pricing really in the east coast re- rebound. So we're back up at nearly four fifty cents a kilo for mutton, which I think's a reaction to some of that really strong demand from China we've seen the last few months. Um, so that's kind of you know given some producers a little bit more confidence again. But the western market's still still struggling. Um, other than that, I think there's there's not much more to add really. What's happening in wool? Um, that has come, I think it, it had a bit, it took a bit of a hit last, last, um, week or so, but, um, I think this week's it's, it's kind of bounced back, uh, from, from what I've seen. I haven't really had a close look at it though, but, I've, uh, but again, it's been a bit, you know, touch and go. I think the, the fine end is still, you know, and, and <coughs> lots of wool that are in, in good condition type thing are still responding well, but, but it's the, you know, if there's too much vegetable matter or if, uh, you know, some of the, the crossbred stuff is still that that mark is still languishing along, it's really struggling. Um, so it's a bit of a mixed thing, but but again, nothing too, nothing too exciting in the wool space either. I don't think. Mm. I have an interesting one. Yeah, one one of the things that people forget about is that this podcast is really just a hobby for the two of us, mm-hmm. and we're not looking to monetize it or anything like that because a who's going to pay us? Mm-hmm. Nobody. We're too risky. But mm. I had a chat with somebody the other day, and one of the other podcasts out there is pitching out the idea of, you know, to companies, come on and uh, 
do a series of podcasts with us. Mm. For a fee, for for a nominal fee. Thousand dollars an episode. And a minimum minimum number of episodes. Mm -hmm. That's that's pretty I don't know. I don't know. What do you think about that? Like I know it's it's probably just it's a complete tangent. I was just thinking about it there. Um, what is in us trying to no, f- it and guess, no, no, shit, or no. just other podcasts? I mean, no, yeah, I just, wanted... I'm just, I'm just curious about like you got to be very careful. Like we, mm. we just talk because we like to talk, mm. and we have people on that we like to talk to and hear yeah. from. Yeah, but I, I mean, I guess if they can, if they can monetize it like that, whilst, good luck to whilst, them. whilst maintaining independence, that's the hard bit. Well, like that's, that's, like, that's like, the thing. Yeah. I, I'm thinking that what we'll do is we might approach them. And ask for a series of podcasts on ag watchers. Mm-hmm. You know, I just say, look, we'll 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 come and do a series about podcasting, mm. not in the professional podcasting. But I just, I, just find, I, I find an interesting sort of conundrum between that sort of like we we're obviously fiercely independent. Mm. And if somebody said to us, like, oh, we want to come on the podcast, we want to talk about X, Y, and Z, we'd be like, eh, not really. It's not how we not how we flow. Mm. Not how we go. No, we have been asked in the past from time to time of people wanting to pay to oh, do a yeah, podcast. Yeah. We've, we've said thanks, but no thanks. But I think you, once you do that, you're also beholden to what you know who, who you who your benefactors are a bit. Right? I guess so, I, I guess that's the same as when in our day job as analysts, you've got to have that independence mm. in order to provide well an unbiased discussion. Yeah, and that's what we see where some of the other like a lot of other companies are owned by big multinationals and whatever else who have an agenda. And, you know, at the moment, I guess we're free as a bird. Mm-hmm. Speaking of, speaking of which, we should probably talk about the fertilizer industry. Oh, are you talking about <clears throat> industries that, that don't speak publicly much or? Well, that was, that was really, that was an odd, odd thing last, this time last week, I think was. Is this your social media friend? Yeah, somebody coming on, complaining, misreading an article that we wrote, or yeah. misreading an article that Quoty does, uh, like a journalist who, yeah, uh, misreading that article that journalists had included us in, and then uh, going off on a tangent. But but this was just but, this was just a random farmer from Dubbo, wasn't it? Oh yeah, Dan from Dubbo. <laughs> Dan quotation marks. <laughs> like I, I I have this thing. I have this real bugbear, and maybe it's my <laughs> Scottish heritage or whatever else. Is you just say what you mean. And mean mm. what say. Mm. And maybe that gets me in trouble. Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. <clears throat> but this is a guy who's, you know, or guy or girl. I don't know. So that was. Yeah, well, I, I could be Danny. Be, could be Danielle. I shouldn't be. Uh, Although the, the, assuming the, picture, the, the picture of Dan on the social media, that, that was of a male. So well, this, this, is, this is the thing. Like, <laughs> the internet, people, people aren't stupid nowadays. If you work for a fertilizer company, which he later admitted oh. he worked for a fertilizer company and he was just too much of a pussy to put his name against his thing because he's using a, like a fake stock photograph. Like, I don't understand why, if you've got something to say, say it in a polite manner. You, you don't have to go on abusive. No. It's quite easy to be abusive from behind a, a fake picture and a fake name, but just put your big boy pants on. Well, that's, that's the same like our animal rights activist friends that all have um, accounts that are unidentifiable. And you know, just make just stupid to, statements. Just come around to my house and talk to me. That's it. You know, that's it. We'll have a we'll have a soy latte and a vegan burger and yeah. But it's just I just I just don't get it. And it just it just shows the fact that the federal industry is so concerned about people talking about price in any way. 
that they want to come on and abuse you under an anonymous account. So pathetic. Mm. Pathetic. So, and they misread the article. Mm. So, anyway, feral grains. <clears throat> it's seeding in Australia, so there's plenty of uh, plenty of guys in there and girls in there. Got to remember, actually, in Scotland we use guys to refer to male and female. Anyone, yeah, correct. Yeah. So sometimes that will come across as. Oh, I do the, I do the same. I do the same. So, so yeah. that's probably a disclaimer for future episodes when we refer mm-hmm. to guys. We're referring to male, female, and yep. others. And not, not non-binary. non-binary. Um, so yeah. We're referring to all and sundry. We're all Jock Thompson's bairns. That's it. So, plenty of people out in the header. <clears throat> One of the questions I've been asked a whole bunch of times in the last couple of weeks is, oh, what should we be planting based on price? <laughs> Just plant whatever works. Like plant mm. was... I got stick stick to your rotations, yeah. Now, speak to Dan from yeah. Double the Fertilizer Salesman and work out yeah. what, what's the best thing to put in. Because uh, he's an agronomist, probably, or whatever he is. But in reality, there's no real correlation between the price at seeding and the price at harvest. Mm. Got a whole northern hemisphere harvest to come in between our seeding and our harvest. So uh, if you're uh, planting based on price, you're hiding for nothing, unless you're going to sell something just now. Mm. So I think that's one thing to consider. <clears throat> but the other thing is, grain prices have been on a bit of a slide globally. Uh, I think we're on Seabot wheat, we're at 21 month lows, uh, largely off the back of we still got that big Russian crop that is trying to get sold into market, a big Ukrainian crop, uh, wet weather in the US is looking like it might help some of that wheat crop that we had some concerns about. What's the what's the status with the with the Black Sea, like that trading yeah, well, out of there at the moment? Is it is it nearly... Because there's still some suggestions that that might kind of yeah, well, become problematic in, right? The next next three weeks, I think, is going to be really interesting because 18th of May is when the Russians have said that they want to end the grain export corridor deal unless they give uh, unless the West gives Russia access to SWIFT. Hmm. And it's basically the premise of it. So there's a lot of uncertainty at the moment. Boats going in there, you'd be a brave sailor to send your ship in there or a brave ship owner to send your boat into the Black Sea ports because on 18th, and, and then up getting naval, stuck there, yeah, naval blockade, and who knows how long that's going to be. But it's that sort of thing of that law of unintended consequences because we've got in Ukraine, we said of this on podcasts this time last year or earlier that there would be problems with grain in Eastern Europe. Mm. Because a lot of grain is going across the land via train, via road, into Europe. And now that's basically causing an excess supply, which is causing prices in Eastern Europe to collapse. Yeah, so the Hungarians <coughs> and the Poles have been looking at it. Yep. And so there's going to be export bans of Ukrainian grain. So this, it's this funny sort of du- duplex of, of what's happening is Europe and the UN is wanting the export grain out of the sea. But Europe doesn't want to overland because mm. it messes with their farmers. So Russia's going to use this for the next however long, next three weeks, to try and negotiate, use use wheat as a weapon, as the old catchphrase is. And uh, that will cause some uncertainty. Because I think if we do see an export ban, a naval blockade, then we could see a bit of volatility in pricing. Mm. Uh, and uh, the other thing is China has cancelled a whole bunch of corn cargoes out of the US and corn exports out of the US are really low. So that's a bit bearish in terms of demand. So I think the 
I still think ultimately prices are going to be pretty strong this year because it's just that little bit of uncertainty. Uh, but there's a few bearish factors flowing into the marketplace as well. So it's uh, another challenging time. Do you think China is going to utilize all of their three months or so to, to do this assessment on their on the barley <coughs> situation, or do you think they might come back earlier? I reckon they'll use I, who knows, but I reckon they'll use mm. three, three months plus the one month extra they've got. So I reckon it'll be four mm. months. Mm. There's no need for them to rush. Yeah. So, but who knows? I don't think it matters. It doesn't matter if it's a month or four months. It's not going to make any material difference to us. Mm. No, fair enough. So, yeah, that's, the, uh, that's really the wrap of it. But grain prices, like looking forward to, you know, if, if farmers want to lock in something just now, they can go to ASX or they can go to Seabot um, and lock in a fairly, historically, what would be a strong price. I just think at the moment it's so uncertain that I wouldn't be doing too much. I'd, I'd be doing something potentially, uh, but I'd be doing it in a very small tranches and then just seeing what happens over the coming weeks. Because we've still got this crazy Northern Hemisphere period to get through. Yeah, the normal, the normal kind of historic volatility time through the and middle of the year. And we've still got, you know, I think Bomb put out a statement yesterday it's going to be dry for up until August, which doesn't seem to have been occurring the last two months or so. But their accuracy, their accuracy this time of year is always, I think, poor. the worst that it is usually. Yeah. But you know, if it does turn to dry, then maybe farmers should be thinking about you know how little they sell. Mm. But, who knows? No one can predict the weather. Well, there are some strawberry farmers I know of that are apparently meant to well, be pretty good. They would be able to predict. They could predict it much better if the government wasn't sending microwaves from all these radio, radar stations yep. and yep. destroying the cloud the, matter or something. Cloud yeah. man, man, mannerisms. Even they pushing the clouds away. Well, we've got to stop the chemtrails. If, if you know, <laughs> if there's more, if there's less chemtrails, <laughs> we get more rainfall. You know, let's get a tinfoil hat on and get out there. Mm-hmm. So. I wonder if we, if we were all out with our tinfoil hats, it would cause quite a bit of reflection of the sun's radiation. Might cool the planet I, down I, too. I, much. I am hearing some rumours actually as well. Actually, I think yeah. I was just What's thinking that? about um, there are some rumours of some slow payments. All in, right. In the industry at the moment, mm-hmm. for uh, can't name names because I don't want to get sued. Mm-hmm. I'm hearing that one particular company that is very heavily involved in one niche product, uh, mainly in Victoria, New South Wales, has been very slow on paying mm. on, on, a, on a closed loop system. So that's one to one to consider. I'll be interested to see if they do start paying or if it ends up as an insolvency type thing that we've seen in the past. Mm. Anything else? What else happening? Don't think so. I think, think we might, I might just say now when the export numbers come out next month to see start next month to see whether there's still there's very strong demand for mutton out of China or whether that's starting to back off I think that's the main thing and just to see uh, we had a, a really good result to our beef exports too so whether that's continued will be interesting to see just if we're back in and competitive again you know now that our pricing is a bit more you know competitive when you compare us to the US and stuff for beef stuff so what I that's what I'm waiting on when when do they they're in a destocking phase, or they have been in a destocking phase. Yeah, liquidate. Yeah, liquidate. Yeah, third year of liquidation in the US. Yeah. And if, if it goes back to an El Nino, theoretically, they'll go to a wet year and they'll be yep. restocking. That'd yeah, that'd probably be one of the catalysts that would get them started. Um, 
I mean, prices are also, you know, prices in the US are uh, near record levels for is cattle an, now. Is, so. is there a restocking impact on grain demand in the US? As they go for a restocking um, phase, does their domestic demand start to creep up? Yeah, good question, actually. I don't know if, if we've ever looked to see, like we've done analysis before on, the demand for feed grains in Australia. We've not yeah. done one looking at the US-based demand and whether there's any cyclical well, nature to demand. Why well, haven't done that? It's a cattle thing. Cattle it's, a grain, it's a grains thing, isn't it? There used no. to be some hotshot analyst. <laughs> That'd be one to do with, with there's more grain demand, right? No, it's cattle. It's cattle. It's a, no, it's a chicken or egg. It's a cattle or grains. Right, oh, we're talking shite now. Okay. So let's uh, cut it there. I hope everyone has a good weekend and all that malarkey. You know, subscribe, follow us on TikTok and whatnot. So send us suggestions on who you want us to interview, that kind of stuff. We've got a few coming up. I've got a few interesting ones coming up. Very interesting based, ones. Based off suggestions. One, one in particular we've been chasing for quite some time. It'll be yeah, excellent. I don't think yeah. they'll come. I don't think they'll come on. They said they'll come on, but they won't come on. You know, they'll they'll probably wait. I was talking about the other one. I'm the other sick. one. Yeah, I'm talking about the other one as well. <laughs> but they they all they they all keep promising and prom promising. What what did Napoleon say? I, I, I think it was he, was, he he died before I was born. Just just a couple of, yeah. couple of years before I was born. A couple of weeks before. I think it was Napoleon said, uh, "Promise the world, deliver an atlas." Okay. Yeah, that's that might not, bad. might not have been Napoleon, but we keep getting these mm -hmm. promises. Oh, I'm gonna come on, gonna come on. Mm -hmm. Well, <sighs> miss your chance, miss your chance, pal. Mm. You know? But we do have some interesting ones. I think some that would be quite informative, yet entertaining. Mm -hmm. So we shall see. Yep. Exactly. All right. I don't see you when you got nothing on. To the loo.